Is messaging giving your compliance function headaches? Well, welcome to a special five-part podcast series on messaging compliance in a shifting regulatory landscape sponsored by Global Relay. Over this series, I will visit with Chip Jones, Executive Vice President, Alex File, Director, Regulatory Intelligence, Rob Mason, also Director of Regulatory Intelligence, Jeannie Clark, Head of Content, and Raywin Danvers, Sales Manager in Business Development. Over the series, we will consider the U.S. and U.K. regulatory framework for messaging apps, consider if business innovation is being stifled by regulatory action, preview the Global Relay Report, Compliant Communications in 2023, and look down the road on how to stay ahead of regulation with compliant communications in one app. First, a message from our sponsor, Global Relay. Put compliance at the heart of your business communications with Global Relay, with integrated cloud solutions for every step of your compliant communications journey. Global Relay helps regulated organizations mitigate risk and meet their collaboration, privacy, and safety requirements. Global Relay has built a rock-solid foundation for compliant communications from the Global Relay app, which allows firms to communicate compliantly on any channel, including text, WhatsApp, and more, to intelligent archiving and connecting everything in between. Founded in 1999, Global Relay delivers electronic communications to over 20,000 customers in 90 countries, including 22 of the world's top 25 banks. Find out more at globalrelay.com. In this episode four, Jeannie Clark joins me to talk about the Global Relay Report Compliant Communications in 2023. Back with another episode today. I'm thrilled to have with me Jeannie Clark. Jeannie, first of all, welcome back. Thank you very much, Tom. Thank you for having me. Lovely to be here. Hopefully we will make this through without our dogs talking to us, but could you tell us your professional background and your current role? Yeah, of course. I'm currently head of content at Global Relay, which is a fantastic company that basically deals with every step of the end-to-end journey for compliant communications from archiving through to an app for communicating compliantly and everything in between. My role is very much, as the title would suggest, content. So I spend a lot of time keeping up with what's going on in the industry, researching, speaking to people and compliance officers to see really what's keeping them up at night, and uh, then taking all that information and putting it into content, which is hopefully engaging and interesting and educational. I've been doing this for about six years. I was previously at a company called Behavox, which I'm sure many people will be aware of on the surveillance end of things. I then went to a company called Cube, which is regulatory intelligence. And now I'm at Global Relay. I've been here for about six months. And yeah, it's a really good time to join because obviously compliant communications is on every regulatory agenda by the looks of it. And to the greater point, you've just released a, or Global Relay has just released a very massive, interesting report entitled Flat Communication 2023, which you had some, no small part of. So could you tell us the genesis of that report, who you talked to really to develop the information, then we'll go into some of the key findings and key information. Yeah, of course. So I guess getting back to the context of it, 
we basically, as I said, part of my role is to be, find out what's going on in the industry. And last year, we were seeing this huge number of regulatory fines coming out. Of course, we had 2021, JP Morgan had a, I think, £200 million fine for record keeping violations and off-channel communications. And then we saw 15 or 16 broker dealers face the wrath of the SEC for similar things. And uh, I think in fiscal year 2022 alone, there was two billion pound dollars worth of fines issued for compliant communications. And at Global Relay, like a huge part of what we do is speaking to customers, offering them support and communicating with them. And we were hearing lots of people in the industry basically running scared, saying, what are we going to do? the regulators are really coming after us for communications. What's the solution? And we heard all of these mumblings about slightly innovative ways that they were dealing with e-com and everything else. And we thought actually the best thing to do from a content perspective and from a community and support perspective was to take all of this information, contextualize it and put it in one place. So with that, we spoke to our network of compliance officers. We also sent out a kind of anonymous survey to the industry, which was filled in by compliance officers and people involved in risk and legal and everything related to that. And just asked them how they're responding to increasing regulatory action. Yeah. And so we took those findings and put them into what, as you described as a massive report for everyone to see. And that's where we're at now. Yeah. So... We call that the $2 billion month last September, Mm. because you're absolutely right. $2 billion in fines by the SEC. But even in Q1 and Q2 2023, other regulators in the form of the Department of Justice have talked about this issue to non-regulated industries. So it is as wide and the scope is as broad as any business you can think of. So it is, I think, as much foremost of minds of compliance professionals, literally across the globe. But I was really interested in some of the findings you guys have, and really the first one where 59% of respondents said they banned WhatsApp, WeChat. I don't want to say that's a draconian solution, but when you ban one of the top communications apps, That's pretty draconian. And maybe if you could start there, is that something that surprised you or do you see evolution in thinking and how to deal with this issue? Yeah, I think it did surprise me and it didn't surprise me because we've seen as well as regulatory action for people who have just failed to manage records and communication channels generally, we've also seen fines for firms who have implemented these kind of channel blockers and they haven't succeeded. So I knew that it was going on. But the fact that actually 59% of respondents, and I should add that it was predominantly financial services that responded, but we did have healthcare, energy and government departments also responding. The fact that it was the sum of the people was so large that were banning it was quite interesting. But I think also what was slightly scary about that was then looking into it, only 2.6 of the people we surveyed said that they thought it was an effective solution. So you've got a huge number of people banning it, but none of them really are confident that what they've done would stand up to regulatory scrutiny in the event that something went wrong. I did find that quite striking, especially when, as we know, there are solutions out there and probably things that are slightly more creative. 
But yeah, within the report, it does go into some of the more interesting solutions that people are taking. I won't, I, no spoilers, but <laughs> it was quite interesting. Yeah. So early on, one of the only solutions I could come up with on my own was to end the BYOD concept for work and require companies to actually purchase some sort of communication device, whether it be a smartphone, flip phone, or other that could be used for work. Did you see anything about companies trying to implement a similar strategy? Yeah. So that was one of a really interesting things So we have, we often host roundtables where customers and prospects and just compliance community people more generally come in and just talk to us about what they're seeing. We think of them really as like therapy sessions. And a number of people came in and said, we're just, we just getting, doing away with BIOD. We're giving everyone corporate issued devices again. And like at no kind of mean cost there, it was it, how much is an iPhone? And then having to do that on a huge scale, sometimes globally. So yeah, they're spending a lot of money on bringing back these corporate corporate phone policies, which was very interesting. However, the report actually found something slightly different. So while we're hearing a lot of people saying they're bringing back corporate issued devices, the majority, just 51.9% of people said that they are still using BYOD policies, but just trying to find a way to capture communications on BYOD. So yeah, it's it's an ongoing <laughs> issue. But another key finding that very much interested me was that in terms of challenges, a large number of respondents say they had concerns about getting their staff to comply. And to me, that really opened up the possibility of either a discussion of how to comply or perhaps a business opportunity around education, around culture, because what we saw in the regulatory, the $2 billion a month regulatory fireworks from last year was largely policies and procedures were in place, but it was the senior managers who weren't following them. So we have people saying, very parental, do as I say, not as I do. And then you have employees seeing how the managers take or don't take these policies seriously, and they follow that. So I was wondering Uh, what your thoughts were around that finding and how we actually might be able to use that to turn this challenge into a positive. Yeah, totally. I think that was, uh, so when we went into the report, I had a set of expectations in my mind, what we would see. And I thought people would say, we can't capture all of the communications that are coming out because there are so many different channels. And uh, Although a lot of people did say that was a challenge, the fact that getting individuals, especially senior managers, to comply is such a prolific issue was really interesting. And one person came in and anecdotally said, I want the regulators to go after the individuals more so that I feel like I've got more weight behind me to tell them to comply because they're just not doing what they're told. And we're definitely seeing more of it. It seems like most fines now have some sort of individual liability brought in. And I know that there's a lot of pending individual accountability regulation and discussion going on in the background. I think on the education piece, it's, yeah, it's vital and we actually had was speaking to somebody the other day saying how important stories are and the importance of communicating to staff by conveying and contextualizing what can go wrong if you're not following the corporate 
or the kind of communication policy. So I think education is vital. I think maybe it's something that's often overlooked and you just get given a PowerPoint presentation or a document saying this is what you have, these, this is how to comply. And maybe there needs to be more interaction in terms of understanding what the consequences can be for non-compliance with communication channels. So the you admit we've talked several times about the US regulators. Yeah. Any thoughts or concerns about potentially UK regulators moving forward in this area? Yeah. This is so this is another this is quite good for great really. So when we went into the report, we actually issued the survey in January and I think it was over 50% of respondents to our survey said that they thought the next thing to happen would be a would be that the UK regulators would act next because we it's all happening over in the US we've seen it for a couple of years now but the UK in terms of actually com- record keeping and communication bit has been quite quiet and they've been focused in other places so that was the main prediction from the report was that we're going to see this happening in the UK and we're probably going to see it soon and uh, two days before the report was due to be published, we saw that the FCA fined a firm for their use of WhatsApp or failure to collect, or it might have been the Prudential Regulation Authority, actually, but fined a firm for their use of WhatsApp. And it's it's coming true. It's, it is happening in the UK now. So I think watch this space because it's likely that's just the first in a number of regulatory actions over here. <laughs> Jenny, the, uh, the overall takeaway I got from this report is Yes, there are challenges, but there are also opportunities. Yeah. And by collating this information and presenting it in just a fabulous visual format, because I've had the opportunity to read it, I think it really gives both solution providers such as yourself and Global Relay, but also compliance professionals yep. hope that we can manage this risk because it's just another risk. That's what we're in the business of, managing risk. And if we take the information in the report, and particularly around compliance professionals or others who might say they worry about getting their staff to comply. We've actually had that in other areas, so we know how to deal with that. Yeah. And it's education, it's communications. It's, as you said, don't give them a PowerPoint. Don't give them a, don't have a lawyer write a paragraph and send the lawyer thing around. As you said, tell a story and yeah. tell a story that's relevant to them. So for me, this report is actually incredibly encouraging because I see lots of opportunities to resolve something that, as we now know, the regulators have hammered many large firms are. And when the FCA starts, I, I fear or I suspect that we will see some similar results, perhaps not $2 billion in one month. But I suspect we'll see some fines and penalties in the United Kingdom as well. Yeah. I agree. And I think that's actually a very important message from this is the hope and the opportunity that's there. It's not doom and gloom and, oh, the regulators are coming and there's nothing you can do about it. Just prepare now. There are solutions out there. As you said, we've seen similar things before. And for UK firms, just look to the US, although it's all not particularly been a positive picture in terms of the sum of the fines. They've, the US firms have been acting and putting in, into place really effective solutions, whether it's in technology or whatever else it is that they're doing. So I do think there's a massive opportunity here for change. And ultimately, it will probably lead to much a better, more effective functioning financial services that's accountable. Jenny, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time for this episode. But before we leave, could you tell our listeners where they could go to check out this fabulous Global Relay Report? 
Yes, it is fabulous. And probably the easiest way to access it is actually just by going to the Global Relay website, which is globalrelay.com. And if you scroll down the page slightly, there are some resources and it's a link to it is right there. So that's probably the quickest way for you to find it. I wanted to thank you again for taking the time to visit with me and I hope we can continue this conversation. Yeah, 100%. Thank you so much for having me, Tom. This is Tom Fox again. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Messaging Compliance in a Shifting Regulatory Landscape. I hope you'll join us again for another episode in this special five-part series. If you'd like more information on anything you've heard on in this podcast, check out Global Relay at globalrelay.com. This special five-part podcast series is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network.